Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Like we talked about playoff baseball a little bit before, and uh, we'll talk about it at the end again. But uh, just wanted to update everyone on the bet. I went back and listened to our whole discussion about who we thought was going to win this year. Suffice to say, I'm down to one of four teams. Oh, really? Yeah, you're just. I took the Astros, right? I, I was like, I'm. I will basically. I would basically take the Astros versus the four That's teams right. you identified. So I listened to the whole discussion again. This is in 2.35, where we pop it in the bet box. I said I would take you made 2.35. So that tells you how long ago. A year ago. I'm trying to make this prediction, right? Because this is 3.33. So I said, I'll take the LCS teams because I thought it was going to be a good bet. Seemed pretty decent because the LCS teams mm-hmm. last year, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Brewers. Okay. That's yeah. not, you know, like. Three out of four made the playoffs this year. What? And the Twins were a push. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so well, it's arguable what the Brewers did. Let's not let's not give that to them. You know, looking looking okay going into the playoffs. You know, out of and the Twins were a push, right? Yep, out of, I gave you out that of all one. the teams. And so so I was you know I was kind of conflicted, obviously here, but we're uh, with the loss of the Dodgers last night. I'm I'm down to one, just the Yankees, which is the worst situation. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it, now you feel terrible. And like, oh, yeah, what good. was great about when you were looking at that matchup, you must have been like, oh, Yankees versus Twins. No matter what, I still have a shot at winning this. I at least have one team that's going to go into the LCS. You didn't realize it was just one team. That's right. The dumb part about this is that if you listen to the discussion, I actually said, I, I was so close. I said, oh, but I'm going to replace the Astros with the Yankees, which I should have replaced the Red Sox with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And then I would have been okay because I, I think... We're recording this before the game. It'll come out after the game. So this is going to sound really dumb, potentially. <laughs> but i got to put my money on the Astros in this one game. All right. Other sports. Are you uh, you going to watch the whole Giants New England game tonight? <laughs> I hope that I can watch some of it. I can't even imagine, like, Giants coming off short rest against New England. Like, what in the world? Like, why did this seem like a good idea? <sighs> Uh, I mean, it's a marquee match. They don't care. They just don't care. It doesn't make sense. You could figure out how to make sure that people were properly rested for a Thursday night game. And they just don't. They just do not care about their player, players. Or us, quite frankly. I mean, I was thinking the same thing with the Twins-Yankees game. I strolled out of that arena at, you know, after midnight, and I was just thinking to myself, I cannot imagine being a Yankees fan in, you know, northern new jersey at after one o'clock in the morning on a on a um weeknight like finishing that game yeah no nope, that's that's exactly right so so i understand national tv just they just don't understand on national tv i don't begrudge you for not staying up for giants new england but this does mean that the giants probably will beat new england tonight randomly yeah okay well as long as, long as we're square on that i'm good all right it's officially time. 
for way too early rankings. So today on the pod, we're going to talk way too early hitters. We'll spend the first half talking about the methods, thinking through where else we want to make some improvements. And in the second half, we'll talk about some of the specific guys that we have our eyes on in the rankings. So here we go. So we had this beautiful apparatus that we built last year to make predictions. And all it takes is changing the year to be plus one versus last year to run again. So yeah. you better believe that's what I did this week. I mean, we have all the data. So I just punched, I just, you know, okay, now we're going to use 2016 to 2019 data, go. And just went. And we just, I just generated predictions. The only thing that this doesn't quite work on is that you remember that we stole the number of plate appearances that we were expecting guys to have. Right, and then we did that as late in the um, preseason as possible. All right, so given all this 2019 data, what can we actually do with it? Well, we I ran the 2020 projections against the 2019 projections and looked at two things, and we'll talk first about the reduction in uncertainty, and then we'll take a break and talk about uh, guys that actually improved their projections from 2019 to 2020. So... I wanted to look at the uncertainty. One of the big things that we produce in this is is an error bar on each one of the statistics. And I think we'll probably mm-hmm. have a big upgrade to that in the next year. What, what? Asymmetric error bars, big time. But for now, we have symmetric we have symmetric error bars, but a lot of the error bars were not particularly informative. One thing in the data validation was that we found that the error bars are basically twice as big as they should be. And some of this was just a tuning issue. Some of this is just that we didn't have a good sense of who, um, what the archetypes for players were. And so what I did is I looked at who had the largest reduction in uncertainty from 2019 to 2020. And I thought we'd figure out if this tells us something about the model. Okay. And so I just quantified, okay, let's take the, the size of the error bar from 2019 minus the size of the error bar from 2020 and figure out who saw the biggest change and look for trends in those. So I did this on. All right. So this is not anything to do with where that error bar sits, just the magnitude of the error, the error range. Nope. Okay. Got it. That's exactly right. So basically saying, this is basically saying these are guys that we were not good at predicting last year. And we think now with the data in hand that we have a better handle on how to predict them. Well, we could have been good at predicting. What you mean is not certain about the predictions they were making. Thank you. Smart yes. clarification. We were we were uncertain. And this is good because as soon as you said that, I'm looking at the numbers that you provided and it makes total sense. I know. It really does. It's amazing how much more sense this makes. You can see the data. So we look at home runs, RBIs, runs, and stolen bases and the error on these. So which, which one of these stats do you want to start talking about? Well, let's talk about stolen bases because we're going to talk about stolen bases a lot, I think. <laughs> yeah. So on this, we have Whit Merrifield, basically half. These guys all basically half their uncertainty. So Whit Merrifield, we feel like we can predict him. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Benintendi, Desmond. They're all on here for different reasons, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. At least, yeah, at, exactly. At least in so, on some level. Um, you know, uh-huh. Ben and like, on here. Whit Merrifield, you're get, we're getting rid of that 2016 number, which d- was an outlier because he only played 81 games. That's right. So now we know between he got 34, 45, 20. So that's, you know, tighter, as much tighter. 
I mean, Benintendi, we know, is not really going to steal that much. <laughs> Benintendi, we know at this point, is going to be good for maybe 10. Yeah, what did, what did we actually predict him? We predict him for 9. So this year or last year? What did we predict him for last year? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, 2020 is going to be 12 plus or minus 6 for Benintendi. 12 plus or minus So last six. year, right. the error bar for Benintendi was 13 plus minus 13. <laughs> oh right yeah so now we have we have three-year average of 20 21 10 so it makes sense yeah basically it's going to be between 10 and 20 yeah and we know that yeah so it's basically yeah. with outliers right asymmetric outliers so i right? i mean this kind of makes this kind of makes a lot of sense to me like oh okay we can see we can see why this is happening i think the the mookie bets one is kind of interesting he had a massive error bar previously uh, we're we're currently we're we're still we're still pretty uncertain, but it's gonna be let's see we we have eighteen plus minus fourteen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, anywhere from four to thirty two, we think that we're about one one sigma. Yeah, that's in, insane. We're giving ourselves um, a lot of leeway here. Well, it doesn't make as much sense because twenty one twenty six. Well, twenty six twenty six thirty sixteen. So. Some of these are interesting because that what that means is that Mookie Betts does not sit anywhere near the center of a cluster. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So he's that's it. Because he's stealing more bases than his cluster typically steals. That's right. Someone who gets the number of runs, home runs, and RBIs that he does does not typically steal the number of stolen bases that we're we're predicting. Ergo, we think that he might steal less. Which is why last year, sixteen was well within our distribution. That's right. Well within the distribution. And I think the same thing is sort of true for Mike Trout, because I think one thing that you're seeing is that mm-hmm. that top-tier cluster, is, the centroid of that actually shifted a little bit this year. And I haven't produced who the archetyp- archetypal players are, but I should look at that. We should. And Ian Desmond, interesting. Well, he just stopped stealing bases. Yeah. He was a 20-steal player when he was in his 20s. And he's not anymore. We finally feel the model finally feels like it understands that. And <laughs> it's it's pretty sure. <laughs> uh, all right. On the other ones, the other the home runs, RBIs, runs. There's some correlations here, and it kind of okay. tells you yeah. that we were uncertain about certain players entirely. One of them, JD Martinez. JD Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's worth talking about. Uh, I think this is sort of the model admitting that. Or this is sort of the model noticing that he had otherworldly seasons. Yeah, well, he had really crazy seasons, but also this is him finally being on the same team for a little while. Yes. And having a more clear role. Yep. So that's interesting because I think that manifests itself as a role clarity thing. I think that was a really good that was a really good statement. Right. Because it doesn't because as we discussed when we were talking about batting or batting order from good teams to bad teams uh the batting order really plays a big part and whether you're on a good team or a bad team plays a really big part so when he was you know Detroit in his when he was in Detroit from 2014 to 2016 and basically in the same part of the lineup and the biggest inconsistency was his playing time um I guess that's part of it too. Is that it, he was so inconsistent with his playing time, but now he's got two years in a row of being up over 145 games. 
Yeah, yeah. The model, as currently constructed, thrives on consistency. <laughs> so it'll yeah. do it'll do a great job on a player who's on the the same team being used in the same way. Starling Marte. Star- yeah, Starling Marte is is right next to right next to JD Martinez actually in these rankings. So we here's what we project Martinez for: thirty seven home runs plus minus six, ninety six runs plus minus ten, one hundred nine RBIs plus minus ten. Those are good numbers. That's kind of what I expect. Yeah. But like, if you if you yeah. forced me to guess randomly out of the blue what JD Martinez would get, those seem decent. Yeah, I would say so. So at least how many stolen bases does it say? Three. Two, three plus minus three. one. So he's got to get two. <laughs> <laughs> we we want him to get two or four. I love that the model is like certain about that. You know, he's gonna be between two and four. <laughs> He will not get to five. Of course, there's going to be that one game where he's he's like just on. It has to just steal two yeah. bases. Oh, it'll be yeah. Well, that's that's why we predicted, I guess. Um, an obvious one here: Juan Soto. The uncertainty reduced around Juan Soto. Uh-huh. I mean that made that makes a lot of sense, and and we actually we'll talk about him after the break too, because he's one where his model basically uh, he we basically figured him out. <laughs> the model figured yeah, him out. I mean. And Blackman finally with a, um, he, he he got down to the number that is understandable from his uh, on the it was um, like one thirty two on his something. runs. Yeah, what what did he have? One hundred thirty seven yeah. in twenty seventeen. Yeah, exactly. So the model was like, whoa, what do we do with that? But now, you know, it's it's better. Uh, what do you make of Reese Hoskins on this? So it's pretty sure that he is who we think he is now. I guess. I mean, that's what the model is. That's good. That's good for all the people. All the people that were like on his bandwagon going into this year are would be like, this is exact the exact proof that we wanted that he we know better who he is. But we don't project him that well. No, but it will. But that's the whole thing is that like after 2018, this is this is where the uncertainty and risk reducing those ends up leading to you know, a better, uh, a player that you're more certain about. That's a good point. Cause yeah, he 87 this year, he hit 86 runs, 29 home runs, 85 RBIs, two stolen bases, batted 226. Holy moly. 226. We're generously projecting him at 233 for, for average next year. That's one of the wow, lower averages that we project. Must I'm be. looking at him and Kyle Seeger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah now we know you know that 2018 was um was a little bit over what he can really do yeah we also briefly touched on how we account for age in our projections and conversely for the older guys we we hit them with a penalty for being older <laughs> Which I was, I felt a little, felt a little mean about because you know we're we're approaching that that age curve where we give where we gave penalties. <laughs> we are, yeah. yes, yeah, we are. <laughs> so oh, you know, no. I don't know if I have to start giving my algorithms penalties or what, but we're. <laughs> All right, let's talk some specifics on the actual totals that we're predicting for some of the hitters here. We talked about uncertainty and these these are actually these are actually the gains from 2019 to 2020 and I just want to make sure that these make sense. 
biggest gains that we've modeled. Biggest gains that we've modeled. I I decided to be optimistic. I started actually by saying the biggest losses. <laughs> then then I turned yeah, it around. Let's go with biggest gains. Turned it around. You know, yeah, let's look at let's look at who improved the most. You know what? You know who's on this list? It's basically everybody we reviewed this year. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> Do you think that's is that a self-selection effect by us? Like where we picked guys who were improving? Or yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 we're trying to pick fantasy relevant people, so we're gonna pick people that overlap in the Venn diagram with this list. Yeah, some outfielders. That some is. obvious ones. Obvious ones on this list. Uh, Acuna. We know. We know. Yep. The, we know why we got him wrong. I mean, we we just projected him. I when I ran this down, projected him for thirty six more runs than we had last year and eleven more stolen bases. <laughs> so you know, we. Uh, I noted this to you right before the season, and you're like, "Oh shit, let me try to make some wild assertions about players that are younger to account for this." And it got us somewhere there, but nothing. Yeah, so let me just run down. Here's what we have for Acuna, and I think these are still conservative. And I, unless we believe in Eric's sophomore slump, so here's what we have: we have a 291 average, 27 home runs, 92 runs, 75 RBIs, and 19 stolen bases. How many RBIs? 75. Oof. Wow. That's... Well, I mean, if he's batting first, that could be. But I don't think he will. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really conservative. But I'd rather be there than be, you know, over-predicting and then have him fall off. Usually there's someone in the top 10 who everyone gets totally wrong. Yeah, but we, but we said that... We said that when people were drafting him at six this year, (laughs) you know, so um, just for for context, we have him ranked as number 20 on the hitting side. I think that's low. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I mean, he's. I I will say he's behind Eddie Rosario, which you know feels good to me. But you know, <laughs> not true. Not not. I'd sure. rather have. I'd rather have Acuna than Eddie. Yeah. Rosario. So I, you know, um. Well, can you compare and contrast him with Juan Soto? Where's Juan Soto sitting in this? Ooh, that's a good question. Hold on, because this is another player. Juan Soto, you have as t- plus twelve on the home runs, plus thirty eight on the RBIs. Wow. Plus twenty nine on the runs and nothing on the stolen. So bases. Soto, so. Soto, we have pretty we we have significantly lower. So Soto, we're putting, we're saying that he's more in the. Let's see who's a good who's a good comp for him. He looks like he's going to be a well. He's close to Cattell Marte, and and uh, Justin Upton, Tim Anderson. So we have him Oof. at two eighty two average, twenty four home runs, which is low. 79 runs, 81 RBIs, six stolen bases. I mean, those are those are extremely conservative. So I think those still need to be bumped. But yeah, this basically seeing these gains, I sort of have taken these as um, flags for guys that we should look at <laughs> again. Like anyone, yeah, anyone who appears on this list, I'm immediately skeptical about what caused the model to say that there should be this big of a jump with one more year of data. Right, which means that it, last year they were it was wrong. Right, right. It guarantees you that last year they were off. Uh, what do you what do you make of the the list of the guys whose average we're arguing boosted the most this year? <laughs> I think that it's I of all of these, I think it's the one that I have the least face faith in. 
it's it's the guys that don't i mean it doesn't make any sense why they're doesn't on this matter list. doesn't matter but, none of this matters we're talking about five point adjustments yeah okay that's a good point as being the outliers so what it doesn't matter if um yeah, I mean, if the you've got the top five here, and fifth is Josh Fegley. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Who's going to get 35 points in um, batting average? That just doesn't matter. If that's, like, number five. Right. It falls off. It does fall off quickly. I agree. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Dustin Pedroia is on this list because his usage changed in regards to yeah. injuries and... I mean, I, I guess they're all kind of on this list because their usage changed. <laughs> I think the hard part is that just batting averages shift so much. Even like the consistent guys aren't um, are going to have pretty big shifts over their career. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And Lonnie Chisholm Holly had an outlier year that was being average in there last year. Oh no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, he did. He just didn't play this last year the model liked that the model likes it that he didn't play that's hilarious <laughs> loves it that's really bad that the model loves that lonnie chisenhall didn't play <laughs> yeah uh jorge soler on this list that's kind of one that i, I don't know exactly what on home runs yeah. i don't know exactly what to make of that oh, he's on the rbi list too oh true there you are. I don't know exactly what to make of that because he's not the... Those are pretty heavily correlated. Uh, they are, but he, he's not the young guy. You know, he's not... The other guys on, like, Franville Reyes, Juan Soto, we know why they're on this list. They're on this list because we didn't... Like, Mondesi, we didn't have a track record for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, they, they'll get a boost if they have a hot season, which they all did. But Jorge Soler, great season, but out of nowhere. Right, could go any direction. Could repeat it. Could uh, never reach these highs ever again in his life. We do not rate him that well. Okay, oh, that's good. Twenty-five home runs. Twenty-five home runs. That's a, and that's a fourteen home run gain. Yeah, yeah. We just we wow. just didn't give him anything last year. Well, because he didn't get any plate appearances, so we didn't assume that he was going to get any plate yeah, appearances. Yeah, good point. But he's on a terrible, terrible team, and he's going to get plate appearances. Yep. We'll see. I think that about brings us to the review session. Cameron Mabin. Cameron Mabin. Well, we got to watch. I I did watch all of his uh, plate appearances because he had because he had three in the past week. <laughs> and one of those was a home run. Yeah, I mean, I felt pretty good. Two strikeouts. I'm like, oh, good. Oh, at least at least he's doing bad. And then, nope. No, he pops one over the fence. I uh, I was just I was actually thinking about it i was like geez we just haven't seen cameron maven somewhere around the seventh and then ninth inning it's like oh yeah here we go here we go we're gonna get in a bat yes oh that's not what we wanted well they brought him in as a as a replacement for stanton defensively i mean that's like how he gets in right (laughs) it was amazing i mean just for how lucky that team was that stanton didn't make another gaffe um on monday it was well, they, they brought him in. I, I kind of like, I mean, I kind of like that they bring him in as like an obvious penalty for Stanton. <laughs> like, ooh, you messed up. Maven's coming in. <laughs> Sorry, Stanton. But it was, that was a game where you would get hurt. Uh, especially someone who has been fighting injury all year. Like, you should you should make sure that he's not in there. All right, Cameron Maven, full season stats. Appeared in 82 games. 
269 plate appearances with 11 home runs, 48 runs, 32 RBIs, 9 stolen bases, and a 285 average. This is a platoon guy. When he's playing, you kind of want you want those accumulations. Yeah. If you if you doubled each one of those numbers, that's a fantasy relevant guy. I mean, like an everyday um, everyday fantasy relevant guy. Yeah, hundred. If you got 164 games out of a player, I would be it would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, let's well, he get two sixty nine plate appearances, right? Like, let's prorate that up to up to right. six hundred. That you're that you're going off of that number. I was just looking at the games and was thinking that was funny. You're right. No, I mean, if he could, I. But this isn't as much a hitting platoon. I feel like as as we pointed out with yeah. Stan, it's a defensive platoon. It's. I mean, hey, this is a good team for him. This is a good spot for him. He's someone who like kind of dudded out. He was supposed to be the next big thing. Never, never really hit. And um, he never could really get the at-bats that you needed him to have to be a relevant player. Yeah. But now that he's not, I mean, he's got a little bit more power. Um, he's getting the same stolen base numbers as he got earlier in his, his career because he's not playing the outfield, killing himself the way that he was. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's been on 10 teams. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> like, know. Wild. It, I mean, that is just a crazy amount of traveling around the league. Like, holy cow, my guy. Like, yeah. How, I mean, he actually is somebody that I think could see if he stays on the Yankees for a couple of years, like, could see some serious improvement. But really, I mean, it's been a lot of teams that, like, nobody thinks about Detroit, Florida, He's been on the Marlins twice, San yeah. Diego, Atlanta, when Atlanta was. Forgettable. Seattle wins. Seattle Detroit again, and then and then the last three years: Houston, Seattle, New York. Those are actual. Those are real teams with real fan was bases. He, he was on the Indians too, right? When was oh the beginning yeah. of this year? Yeah. yeah. Do you get any actual? No, no major league at bats. Minor league at bats. Right, 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 right. Because he ended up getting taken up by New York. I mean, it's a good good spot for him. He's only thirty two years know. old. He's still got relevant years. That's why I bring this up because like. Because actually, if you could utilize him, you could have him for dirt cheap if you thought he was going to play for a week. <laughs> he does work better. I mean, he worked pretty well on my TGFBI team yeah. because he was like, he's not going to, he was getting okay runs and home run and RBIs without having any effect on my average. And because the rest of my team was so good that it didn't really oh. matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, 285 average for TGFBI is nothing to scoff at. That'll help you a lot. Yeah. Well, no, he, he yeah, but it didn't really matter. It didn't actually matter because he didn't get many at-bats. So the denominator was so low right. that it as, didn't matter. As we've talked direction. about evaluating the quality of guys' averages based on how many at-bats they actually get. <laughs> yeah, man, if he could get over 400, you're right. If he could get over 400 at-bats, he would be... He would be a really, really useful player. That's what I'm saying. So he's a guy that watches usage, watches opportunity. Well, watches yeah, because if he, I, I assume he's not on a long-term contract with the Yankees. I, he's got to be just signed through the end of the year. I mean, all right. Here's the player I want you to tell me who's also a platoon player, who has a high batting average, who somehow got in 2018 500 at bats, but because of injury this year was very close to the number of bats that Cameron Maven got. Corey Dickerson. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Corey Dickerson or Cameron Maven? If you if you can predict when Corey Dickerson is playing, Corey Dickerson. But I think he's going to be harder to predict than Maven. And he's going to be harder to predict, and it's also going to be an all or nothing. Well, 
but I kind of I kind of like that, right? On a per plate appearance, like Corey Dickerson can can give you more. Right, but it, are you? Yes, but yes, exactly. I I totally agree with you. But then Cameron Maben, it's easier because he's going to play a couple of innings in a lot yeah. of games. You're more likely to get some of Cameron Maben, even if he's not starting, rather than Corey Dickerson, where you could have him in your starting lineup. Then he doesn't play, and then you don't have him, and then there's a pitching change late in the day, and then all of a sudden he is playing. Right. Yeah. Okay, but so you want to go? I, I'll take Cameron Maben. You take Corey Dickerson. Oh, oh I'll do that. Yeah, sure. Full season stats next year? Uh, yes, and let's add six as uh, plate appearances. Oh, yeah. oh, I'll take that. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. So I know that I'm going to get stolen bases and, and yep. runs. And then you're going to get home runs and potentially average. So it's RBIs and plate appearances. It's going to be really fun time. I'm ready. Uh, so who are we doing next week? Who's this guy, Tommy Edmond, that plays for the Cardinals? Oh, he's so good. <laughs> don't don't tell people. I know. We got to watch him, though. Let's watch him. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is... Worst luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.